Welcome to the Goof and Goober Show, the podcast that brings you laughter, insight, and the quirkiest conversations. Join your hosts, Matthew and Regan, as they embark on a delightful journey through the realms of pop culture, humor, and everyday shenanigans. So buckle up and get ready for a roller coaster of fun and entertainment. Let's dive into the world of laughs with Matthew and Regan on the Goof and the Goober Show. Welcome to a very special live. Uh, we're, we're live here in Greenville, Illinois, as I always like to pronounce it. Uh, but uh, we came all the way to Illinois for a very uh, special uh, broadcast to bring you guys, our listeners, live. Uh, first, before we get into anything, I just need to plug us so you guys know where to reach us and how to reach us. Uh, we are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitch. We're on Facebook, The Goof and Goober Show. You guys can go reach us and follow us there. You can also find us on all the uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, what's the other, Spotify, and uh, Podbean, Podchase, or whatever one. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, heard before, uh, Matthew is the sound guy today. We are we have got both of them. In, we have got both the Goof and Goobers in studio together. First live uh, time that's ever been done, uh, but not necessarily co-hosting it together. But we have some very special guests that we want to bring you guys. Some Crown College um, uh, higher ups, I guess you could say. Some of the guys that know what they're doing and all that fun jazz. Um, so we're going to get right into it. We got a lot of questions we ought to ask them. We've talked a lot about the Crown College football team over the past season. Tomorrow will be their last game, and we are going to hear it from the coaches, from the higher-ups, and uh, what they got to do tomorrow to, to bring home that dubs, to eat that dubs. Um, so first joining me is one of the Crown College's uh, O-line coach, right? O-line, uh, assistant O-line coach, Colby. Um, Colby, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. How are you doing? Hey, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor. Hey, it's hip. Blessing. blessing. Uh, okay, now, Colby, I, I just met you this year. Uh, wait, wait. Yes. Okay, okay. This is going to be a little interesting because we got one mic and we got to share it with, with two people. So, uh, you know, before you answer, just let me get the mic over to that mouth over there to yours. Two men, one mic. That's what we're all about here. At the Goof and Goober Show. Um, anyways, so so Colby, where are you from? Uh, I am from Eagle, Idaho. Eagle, Idaho. Um, let me ask, how are, the, how are those potatoes over there? <laughs> I'm just making it out. They're good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Colby, uh, first season here, right, as a coach? Correct. Okay, and how are you feeling about it? Uh, I'm loving it. It's uh, it's been a great time. Um, as I was saying earlier, just blessed. And and so one of the things that we do here at the Goof and Goober Show, uh, you might have saw it with Logan Anderson, but we're not going to do the the uh, the jerk off uh, just for time's sake. It's going to take a lot, but we will do uh, the ringer dinger. Um, and so that's what we're going to put you through. Are you all right with that? Yes, sir. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. So the Ringer Dinger is we put you through some scenarios, and you have to react. We want to get to know you and how your brain works, okay? And one of the this is going to be the same scenario I put Logan Anderson in. Uh, so uh, this, I think I'm just going to do one because we got a lot of people coming in, and we got to show you guys, and we got people want to know. People want to see you guys. They want to know who who's who's behind the face of crown college polars. So, and what are the characteristics about these people? And they need to know. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do. All right. You are down on halftime 30 to um, Matthew. Okay. 30 to 22, 23. Okay. Or 24, 24. Um, you have got, well, should we do maybe fourth quarter? Let's do fourth quarter. Okay, we'll change it up a little bit. Not halftime. Fourth quarter. 
you took a timeout. Okay. The guys, it's your ball. It's offense's ball. Your object objective is to motivate these kids to just get out there and grind. Um, and uh, so you got to tell them, you, you got to give them a speech. Um, okay. Well, I want, well, no, I, this is the ringer doing, you got to think on your feet. I'm not going to give you an example. You have to think about this on yourself. Um, so, uh, I will give you the mic and, uh, you can go whenever you want. All right, man, put them up, put up the fourth, fourth quarter. It all comes down to this last game of the year. We, uh, we, we've all come down to this. We've worked hard yeah, seniors. You guys have put in four years. Yeah. Juniors, right? You're you're on it. This is this is yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. Can I run the ball, please, please? please. You're five foot eight, two forty. I don't think it's happening. Sorry. Put me in. I got it. I got what it takes. I've been working on my my uh, dig route a lot this season, and I, I trust me. It's going to be a freaking killer. This team hasn't seen it all season. I, I think that's a great idea. Uh, go ahead and take your helmet off. It'll be all right. Let's keep those fours up. Okay. We got it. We got to go out there and we got to play tough. We got to go out there and play tough. That was a long first 30 seconds. Uh, what we got to do is, is we got to go out there and, and hit what they're giving us. Yes, sir. Where's the water? I'm really third. This, this is the longest fourth quarter I've worked. I'm really. I'm really. Logan. Logan, Logan, where's the water? Logan, Logan, where's where, where's the water? Where's the water? All right, that uh, ooh, oh, oh no, uh, our sound guy uh is down. A little technical difficulties. On uh, if you can see right now, Matthew right now is laying on the floor in complete pain. Um. And uh man, it's it's it is a wild first uh goof and goober live event that we're having uh right now. Uh Matthew should have had a little bit more water. If if you couldn't tell the energy here, uh the first time that they're here together in the same room is so electric that uh Matthew simply cannot contain himself. His body does not know how to react. Uh and in doing so it's just tensing all of his muscles. Uh, therefore enacting calf cramp. Wow. What a, what a first ringer danger for Colby. Um, he, he really, you bought into the, the, the whole coaching thing and holding up the fourth. I mean, you didn't really get past holding up your four fingers. So next time I think what we got to do is just be more like, ah, guys, listen, Hey, I'm the coach. Listen up. Kind of screw you. I've been coaching this team for the last year. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, we, we can work on a little bit on that. Um, uh, Matthew, you were right. You want to say anything? <laughs> I actually put my whole calf cramp. Literally. It was horrible. <laughs> this is the worst. You're the worst. I, I, I cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> mm. You're so pumped. So pumped. Uh, I think I did a good job. I, I fired him up. Ready to go. I mean, I guess, yes, you got Matthew all pumped up. Um, so I'll give you props for that. I think that's, I mean, Matthew, how do you think, how do you think Kobe did? Uh, I'd give it a, I'd give it a, well, we go a five rate, five, five. Uh, out of five. I give it a, I give it a three and a half, 3.7. Not, not bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd go run through a wall. Like not like a strong wall, but like a decent like a straw wall, enough to like cramp your your calf. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, first ringer dinger. How was it? How did you feel about the first ringer dinger? Uh, I felt like everything I've done up until this point in my life prepared me for this moment, um, and I think I I want to thank God for allowing me to be here and uh, and allowing me to uh, have the skills in order to successfully pass. Uh, 3.5, 3.75. That's a passing grade. It's true. C's gets degrees. That's what I always heard. Right? Am I right, boys? Amen to that. 
Um, all right, now we're going to get into the good stuff here. Uh, a little bit about the Crown College team over the 2023 season. Not the, the, the best season we've ever had, right? What are we, one and eight? One and seven? One and seven at this point. Seven? Okay. And tomorrow we take on the, the Greenville, what are the Cougar Panthers? Greenville Panthers. Uh, what do you think what it's going to take for Crown College to beat Greenville tomorrow? Uh, I just think we have to pay attention to, to what we do best and um, take care of the little things uh, and, and make sure that we're running our plays and executing our plays correctly. And there's some pretty dynamic players and, and respecting them, but also playing our game and, and trying to, to limit what they do on the field. And what do you think, like, you're, you said our best. Um, what do you think is, like, our best, like, our bread and butter kind of stuff? Like, what do you think that is? I think we pass the ball a little, so uh, we'll probably pass the ball a little. Okay, so we got to get better at passing the ball. Um, I mean, I think last game, again, which was two weeks ago, against uh, University of Minnesota Morris, uh, our, run, our running uh, kind of was going off a little bit. Do you think we might need to switch it a little bit to get into that more of dynamic kind of uh, a full offense kind of thing? Uh, I think Jonathan Wamsley is a great runner, and uh, I think our running backs are coached really well. Um, but I also think a lot of what allowed us to run the ball well was uh, the fact that we passed the ball well, and it drew, drew out those linebackers um, and gave us a favorable box. So I think that if we pass well and then we execute when we can run the ball, I think we'll be in a really good position to uh, to put ourselves in a position to succeed. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Matthew's got a question? Coming from the box here. Uh, thanks for shouting out my running backs, by the way. And the, I, you know, I coach them, so. Uh, but nothing to brag here. Um, so tomorrow, who, if you could name one key player that needs to step up to see the win, who is that, and 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 what do you think he's got to do from either a team standpoint, number standpoint, play standpoint to to kind of change, you know, the trajectory of this last game going into the next year. Um, who who is that, and and what are they going to have to do to to create success moving forward? Uh, I got a a two piecer for you. Um, two men. Um, that I'll talk about. So my my first guy is going to be uh, Brock Connick. Um, I think if he keeps on nailing uh forty plus yard field goals, and we our offense is is working, I think that's going to help us big time. Um, and allowing us to uh to put points on the board. Uh, so that's going to be my first key to success is, uh, is, is getting him started and, and, and helping him with all that. Um, and I think our second piece is going to be uh, Eli Green, um, our center, starting center, been starting for the last three years, phenomenal football player, uh, but more than just a football player, he's a, a really smart football player. And so he, uh, some things that he does really well is help identify the box for us, um, help pick up blitzers, help pick up um, the run game stuff. And so if we allow him to succeed, um, and, and finding that those areas that Greenville is trying to attack us, uh, it helps out our pass game because our QB will have a little bit more time to, to throw the ball and it'll help out our run game because we'll get the right guys picked up. Um, so I think those two guys do well. We have fantastic skill players, um, all around. We got a fantastic offense, um, and our defense has just been lights out all year. They've been playing really, really well, um, when the offense is putting them in a position to succeed. So I think we continue to do well. Uh, we got, we got some great coaches. Uh, Coach Womack calls a great game. Um, he's probably one of the smartest offensive coaches I've ever been able to be around. Um, so he, uh, I think he's going to put us in a, in a great position. Um, and, and everybody else on the staff is, is, is amazing as well. So, Wow. I'm surprised that you didn't mention any specialties players. That was – well, he he's not necessarily a specialty. He's special. he's, I mean, he is the specialties, but that's not what I mean when I say special. You know what I mean when I say special. Okay, I I think another big piece for us could be uh, um, Luke Johnson. Um, he's a he's a, a real uh, fast guy, and and him getting down there and and playing playing and making plays. So I think he'd be a good piece too. Luke <laughs> Johnson is on our team. Oh, it's LJ. I don't know. I still don't know. I I don't pay attention too much to the defense. I've mostly been on offense this whole season, uh, but. Oh yeah, that's super insightful. I appreciate that. I think my my other question though is on uh, overall season. 
where what has been your favorite thing so far this season of 2023 with the Crown College football team? I know that might be a little difficult, but. Yeah, I think there's been a few things. Um, first off, I, I think there's been a ton of uh, personal growth, both for myself. Um, I feel like this is my first time uh, really coaching and, and learning. I, I coached high school football for two years. Um, before that, was it playing? Um, and I, I feel like I was learning and growing. But being here, I feel like the people around me have put me in a position to grow and to need me to grow. Um, and, uh, and it's really helped me out uh, in that way. And so that's been some of my, my biggest... Uh, I forget how did you phrase the question. Uh, your your biggest uh, memory or your what do you love more? So so I think that that that's been a big one is um, allowing me there. I think the relationships that we've been able to build are, are really great. Um, it's it's a really close tight knit family, um, and I I really mean that, and and I'm very thankful for for getting to know these guys and um, building these relationships both with the coaches and the players. We got some some really good guys all around, and and I've been been super thankful to get to know them and. Um, and meet them. All right. Uh, Matthew, you got any more questions there for uh, Colby? Uh, we're going to go. <clears throat> um, so, obviously, tomorrow, regardless of the win or the loss, right, is we go into off offseason. Um, and us as a coaching staff, it is our job to um, to recruit, get more individuals in, better fits, um, fill gaps where we're needed. Um, in terms of recruiting, um, how are you kind of kind of taking that approach moving forward? Like, are you focusing on positional? Are you are you focusing on location? Like, what what what's making you successful recruiting moving forward in the off season? What what are you what are you keying on in terms of position or skill set things like that? Oh, great question. Um, I think uh, uh, my role has been all Minnesota athletes uh, plus offensive linemen anywhere in the country. So that's really what I've been focusing in on. But I've also um, had the opportunity to to recruit some kids because they'll reach out to me via Twitter. Um, Coach Steiner, all one word. Uh, and as they reach out, they'll uh, they'll send their messages and um, and I'll watch their tape, get to know them as a person, and it's been it's been good getting to know them. And, and that's the piece I look at most um to to be able to send out those those dms to coaches pretty much all the time that they'll be a pretty competent athlete and be able to play um and there's a lot of guys who can play football um there's not a lot of guys who who are great people who who want to play um at a christian college who who want to come here and, and write history being a part of crown football and so to find good football players isn't that hard to find guys who want to fulfill all those other aspects. That is where it gets a little bit tougher. So that's really the things that I look at. And, and I think the rest of it will take care of itself. Um, but uh, from a position standpoint, man, um, you can't have enough depth anywhere. Uh, I, I, you know, I think we have really talented players um, at all spots. We're not losing a whole lot in seniority, but I know things change and, and things happen. So I'm sure that there'll be some pieces moving around. Um, but, uh, but I just think you bring in culture fits and guys who are going to come in, inspire change in the weight room, in the classroom, in study hall, get guys team GPA up, uh, help build that culture. And, and I think that's when you'll find a lot of success, um, on the field. And I think that's what, what coach Franz and the rest of the staff's been doing since they've been around. And I think they've done a good job of it. And I think it's been showing, I know this season probably didn't get as many wins as we would have wanted. Um, but I think that a lot of the, the formula of the wins has been there and it just didn't come out correct but i'd rather have the formula right you know and not get the right outcome than get the right outcome but not have a good formula because you can't repeat that so i think we continue along the process we've been going on continue to recruit good guys um and uh, keep this coaching staff intact um and i i believe that we'll have a lot of success up here in the in the shortcoming future and then one one quick question just to make it quick um because we got another guys go through um this season, great guys. I mean, it's great guys. Uh, this season, uh, it's been a tough season. Uh, but what do you think our record really should be reflective of? Because I don't think who we are as a team is a one and seven team. What do you think our record should be? Um, I mean, that's tough. I think that that we, uh, the most of the games that we've played in, we've been at least competitive in in some sort of. Um, some sort of way. I don't think we've had many just blowouts where you can't see a world in which we can compete. I don't think we've had any in which you can't see a world that we can compete in. Um, 
And I think that that our record should show a, a team of guys who want to go out and fight and want to to finish the season strong. Um, and I and I think the guys who are on board and are a part of the program who do want to go see that through, they'll continue to make that evident in how they play. And I think that's what it should be reflected. You know, you look at a guy like uh, like Terry Warner. I think he does everything the right way. He he's great in the weight room, great in the classroom. Um, he's a team cap leadership council guy uh and and he his growth has been huge and so i know when terry leaves um the the crown polar family he will be a better person for it and and not only will he be a better person for it but we'll be a better person for having him there um and we'll be a better organization and i i hope that he'll inspire change and inspire that same type of uh greatness um, that came before him and guys like Mike Williams and other young guys who are, are really talented football players who are good people as well. And, and as they grow, they'll continue to take the same steps that Terry made. Um, and uh, and I, I think that's what our record should show is is the people who are here who are making those things. And I could go on and on about tons of guys, offense, defense. Um, we, we, we got a lot of good guys who are playing good football um, and we just haven't had it click yet. And so when we get that to click, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say UMAC on notice, anything crazy, but it's like we, I think we're going to compete at a high level. And I think that those schools that we played against are seeing that. And if they're not seeing that, um, I hope that we get the chance to open their eyes. Well, uh, thank you so much, Coley, for coming out on such short notice. Didn't really have a whole lot of time, but he came on. He wanted to do it. Uh, so you guys in the chat, give Coley a uh, good old uh, follow. And uh, where, where can they follow you, Coley Steiner? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Coach Steiner on Twitter. So that's Coach spelt Coach, C-O-A-C-H. And then Steiner spelt Steiner, S-T-I-N-A-R. Uh, so Coach Steiner, C-O-A-C-H-S-T-I-N-A-R on Twitter. Thank you, Cole. Give a round of applause for Cole. You heading out that way, then? Thanks, man. Oh, he's got a bunch of stuff here first. Uh, guys, give it up for Colby. Thanks him. And what a moving, uh, inf- like informative way of... They, yeah, it's coming in hot for you, Colby. Say goodbye to the. See you, man. See you tomorrow. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, of course. Um, w- here we go next. You guys might have seen his face before on a couple of our episodes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to none other than Logan Anderson. Logan. Dog. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Regan, how you doing? Uh, have a seat. Have a seat. Oh, boy. Uh, you guys are in for a real treat because later today, Logan and I got in a little tussle. Um, Logan, what happened later today? You want to let the earlier today, not early. Yeah, just a little bit ago. Uh, you want to inform everyone on the stream what happened? You know, you know, I get, oh, you know, I got a, uh, you know, uh, Regan and Coach Leathers comes in, comes up to me, and says, let me borrow your chair. I'm like, what do you need my chair for? So I'm like, okay, I'll let you borrow my chair. And I come in, and I see that someone does not have their shirt on. And I'm thinking, whoa, what's going on? I realize it's Regan. And so and then I'm thinking, and then he says, you ready for round two? I'm like, round two? What are you talking about? I'm like, oh. And, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, round two for the wrestling match. I'm like, oh, gosh. So he has his shirt off. I'm thinking, well, you can't beat him. Join him. So yeah, I took my shirt off too. So you know, <laughs> you know. So it's just, oh, I just had to, I had to get. I gotta get ready. I gotta get on. Get on Regan's level. You know, just get ready. And then you know, it's all downhill from there. You know, should have known right away. I just did not have a chance. But you know, I give my, I give it a good fight. And all I can say is that I finished. You know what they say, sometimes you get it and sometimes you get got. He definitely got got. Get got, got, goo got. Uh, yeah, that was, and I put him in a little suplex in that one. <laughs> I got him so freaking bad. Um, but yeah, that happened. And we actually had another thing that happened today. Uh, Logan, you want to give the details on that? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, prior to, uh, 
Get into the hotel. We made a quick stop at a Walmart just for guys from the football team to make a quick pit stop, get some snacks, get uh, get their legs moving, just stuff like just refresh themselves for the long road to the hotel. And Coach Leathers at the checkout area noticed that there was tiny little pies. We actually have them in studio in the hotel room. These tiny little uh, pies you can give them for like, what seventy five cents, seventy five cents, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you don't know me, I hate pie. Pie is I. Oh, it is a chocolate uh, cream pie. So you know, I was hoping you know it's chocolate. I'm hoping that'd be great. But again, I just don't like pie. I've never been a fan. And I figured out what they needed the chair for. It was for a quick little pie eating contest with another one of our coaches. Name is Coach Niederlow. And Coach Niederlow, with me and him going to our little um challenges we do in practice every thursday i always tend to beat him there's very little instances where he can't beat me in something but this is the one he had a chance and as soon as i took the first bite out of that pie i'm thinking oh this is gonna be tough this is gonna be a rough rough night and then i just couldn't get past you know the pie crust pie crust is probably the worst part of pie forget the filling forget anything the pie crust is by far the grossest part in my opinion and just couldn't finish it man i just I couldn't, you know. I did. I did dry heave in the bathroom. I am, I cannot stand pie. Pie is it's one thing everybody seems to love, but I just don't like. And so, Nilo, he won fair and square. So, yeah. Well, that was number two challenge that Logan lost today, but there's a number three challenge. Uh, Logan, you want to explain that third challenge that happened today? Uh, between me and... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, prior to getting to the hotel, we had to make a quick stop at a college just to do a uh, quick walkthrough, uh, get, uh, just have everybody just be mentally prepared for tomorrow. And uh, we see around the football field, there's a track field that most fields would have. And I, we're, me and Regan are walking over there, and then Coach Leathers, or Matthew, simply says, all right, you two, mile run. Whoever whoever wins after four, whoever gets there the quickest after four laps wins. And I'm thinking, okay, let me get ready, let me get ready. And then I just see Regan just take off, and I'm thinking, all right, he's gonna come back. <laughs> he's not, he's not coming back. And then they're just telling me, go, go. I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm going. You know, I got I got close to Regan, maybe about maybe ten yards away from him, maybe, but then. You know, I'm a little out of shape. I'll be honest with you. I'm an honest man. A little out of shape. And so, yeah, it was not a close one. But, uh, but hey, I did. I was I was hocking up something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just did not. It was a rough day for me. Yeah. So, 0-3 for today um, for Anderson. Um, that one's going to go down to the record books for all-time Anderson losses, and uh, Coach Walmack, Coach Shorts, Coach Franz, they are going to rip you forever because of this. Uh, so, yeah, Merry Christmas. Well, it's been a rough day, Logan, and I, I understand. So we're going to get a little bit. You've already been through the ringer dinger. You've already been through the, the jerk-off. Um, of the two, what would you say is your favorite one? Uh, you know... Probably the ringer during it really gets my brain brain moving. You know, you gotta be you gotta be quick on your feet with these answers. If you saw the last episode that I was in, you know, I had to be quick on my feet. And you know, afterwards they they gave me good criticism about what I need to improve on. And and uh, yeah, I I really enjoy being on the ringer dinger. One of the questions I did want to ask you too, since being on the you, we I've talked to you this after like after the podcast that you were on, we were you were on. And I wanted to do this live on air so you can answer this so we have a record. Um, but after the podcast, did you see any growth happen? Like, did you get, you know, did you see anything? Like, did you, get, you feel like you got more popular? People noticed you more in any ways or what? Yeah, you know, uh, right after the next day, you know, people were just talking about how much, uh, what, how I did during my jerk off, you know. And, you know, so I'm not going to say what they said, but, you know, they did, they did talk about how I, uh, um, how I did, uh, my jerk off. So that's probably about it. And then the ringer dinger, they were like, yeah, it was rough. And then 
during the whole interview when we talked about the documentary about Manti Teo, uh, they brought up the we talked about the question about uh, would I myself get catfish at that time, and I said I don't think I would. Many people disagreed, but I still stand with my statement. So, well, fun time, fun time. So now let's get into the Crown College thing because I think that's what today's episode is going to be mostly about: is Crown College of Minnesota University of Crown College football. Um, and uh, how many seasons have you been with the Crown College football team? Uh, this is my uh, second season. So it's your second season. You don't. I, you don't have to take it. I'll. I'll just give. I'll kind of hold it from now. On. When you have to give a long explanation, I'll give you the mic. So, uh, but uh, so you've been how many? I, I forgot how many. Uh, two. Two seasons here. One you played right. Uh, but for about a week. Okay, so let's explain because I haven't heard this story. I, I I heard about it today. You said, "Well, I played for a week." And I thought it was a joke, but I think that you're serious. Uh, so, can you explain that whole story to me and the listeners? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, um, for those who don't know, I transferred here to Crown. I went to a public school uh, for two years. It was called Southwest Minnesota State University in Marshall, Minnesota, which is about an hour away from the South Dakota border. So right next to South Dakota, practically. Um, and so I decided, you know, I wasn't having fun at the school I was at. And I just uh, felt like I was called to come just transfer closer to home because I'm from Chaska, Minnesota. Chaska's around 20 minutes away from Crown. So I was thinking, okay, it's a college close to me. It's a, God, a college that cares about Jesus Christ. And I was really buying into that. So I transferred there. I wanted to play football. Coach Shores, before I went to Southwest Minnesota State, actually recruited me to come play at Crown, but ultimately decided to go to the public school, see how it would be. wasn't at all what I thought it would be. And getting the Crown, I loved it. I loved being a part of everything, being in practice, getting back in the football field. You know, It was great. Uh, but just knowing uh, being a uh, student-athlete is a lot. And I recognize that right away and i'm a person that takes academic very seriously economics is definitely not one of the things i'm very good at but academics academics um so i take academics very seriously and i knew staying as a player that that would really hurt my my current gpa and i was really hoping just to get the crown just be a good student and, you know, maybe hopefully being a great football player as well. Um, but I knew I could only have two of those things. I felt like in my abilities, I felt like I only had two. And so ultimately, I talked to Coach Franz. I said, you know, I don't know if being a player is for me. I just feel like I'll get overwhelmed. I'll get burnt out. And then not only am I not going to be a good student, but I might not even be a good football player because I'll be just burnt out with everything. And he said, well, if you feel burnt out, why don't you come work on staff? Be a lot less require things you got to go to but you're still gonna be part of the team you're still gonna be still be a polar and i thought that's a great idea and i don't regret it at all i am very thankful for the opportunity not only like coach franz did but also coach womack you know i didn't know these guys going into coming to crown i'm very thankful for the opportunity they gave me i will stay forever uh, grateful for the opportunity they gave me to come be on the staff wow wow that's uh that's moving that's touching that's so so Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I, uh, okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Okay. Next. Yeah. We'll go on the next one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My. Um. Oh gosh. Um. Next thing. Okay. So this season, Crowns College. You. You heard. Uh. You probably were listening in with the conversation with me and Colby. Um, in that whole thing, one in seven, not the brightest where we want to be, but let's talk about the future of crown college here. What do you see about the future of crown college and where it could be? You know, I just see the future is just as bright as the sun. I think it's, it's just going to keep getting brighter and brighter. We have a great coaching staff here at crown. We have the best recruiting coordinator, coach Womack, our recruiting coordinator, best probably in the hall of college football. He always continues to how to teach the coaches how to recruit, how to be uh, a, a coach that can relate to players, just have them make a player feel like that you're that you know that you can relate to them. And so, 
I think it's as we're great what we do. Um, I also think just regardless of recruiting, I think we have a great coaching staff. We have a, a team that has a lot of talent, and I think we need to build on that. I think uh, just an, another offseason, I think things are going to look great for Crown Football. Yeah, so then what do you think, where do you see yourself with um, in uh... – Oh, sorry. Uh, like for yourself in the future here, where do you see yourself with Crown College? Do you see yourself continuing with Crown College? Because you are a junior this year, right? And so next year you're a senior. What's the plan? I mean, I know you want to go and be a teacher and you probably want to coach at the high school level. Um, but is there anything more for Crown that you think that you could maybe help or give? Or what do you think about that? Uh yeah sure of course I mean I wanna I love Crown I I have no regrets uh being here at Crown I just for me as a coach or in a student assistant as well it's just taking that next step of just you know being a well trained coach I feel like um you know I'm I'm still in the baby steps of being a, being a coach and I feel like I want to build off of what I know and just excel. Uh, ten times more than what I have right now, and that, and that means just like um, being able to, um, you know, understand not only the playbook better, but also understand uh, coverages, see how they, uh, how they work, and just be able to help myself as a coach. And hopefully, one day, uh, when I am past Crown, uh, I'm at a high school level, I'm able to learn from what not only what Coach Womack has learned uh, taught me, but Coach Shores with the defense. And Coach France has done. I want to take all that and I want to incorporate that at the high school level because I truly think what they're doing at a college level in this state, I don't think anyone can stop it. Yeah, well, so I, I love that. And I love that you think about, you know, that's how you understand and what you think of Crown College. But my, my ultimate question then is to that because Crown College it's not seen no one really necessarily respects it you know what i mean uh because we you know one in seven in that conference we've only won one game against uh, uh westminster and so what i'm what i want to help and understand and this is one of the things i i also want to help with crown is that to make a legacy to change crown college for future reference for for myself for my son for the future um and i do that by you know coaching here right now hopefully maybe coming back and playing one more year who knows um but i i want to make a legacy for crown college so how could you help make i mean is that something that you would want i mean of course yeah i want to create a huge legacy for crown i mean crown right now we are compared to other private universities or christian private universities throughout the world or throughout the country they're seeing a decrease in enrollment and we're seeing an increase in enrollment. Like for example, presentation college in South Dakota, shut their doors. Um, Iowa Wesleyan, a former opponent you're familiar with shut their doors. I think as crown building a legacy of just being boldly Christian, it's something that a lot of people are starting to recognize is that, is that what they want in a school? I think that's what we do great at crown, especially with the football team. I think just knowing our stand, we have a list of standards that we have to follow as men of Christ and coach Franz harks on those issues. Like he is very strict about those issues. We, in order to be a successful Christian football program, we have to follow those, follow those standards. And I think with a legacy like that, you're creating men to go out into the world who are better shaped to not only be good men of society, but good men of Christ. And whether that be through mission work or just being a good citizen, I think what crown does and what crown football does, it allows these men to go out and be godly men is what we're ta- uh, called to be in the Bible. Be make disciple, uh, go and make disciples. So if that makes sense to you, yeah, it kind of does. But I want to know, and I understand that you know, Crown is per like right now is in a legacy, and it and Coach Franz is doing that. Um, but I want to know what you, Logan Anderson, are doing to help create that legacy. Um, in this program and you're in not necessarily right now but in the future i guess i mean sure we look ahead into the future um one thing i really want to incorporate is just um being at a um 
a different level. Uh, I feel like with me being such at such a young age, 21 years old, there's football players on the team that are older than me. And there's some players that are only like a few years younger than me. And so what I want to incorporate is a maturity level in myself. And sometimes I fall short on that. Sometimes I can be a little immature for my age. And so what I want to do in this next in this uh, next season is just to uh, become more mature and just realize that, hey, I'm put into a position where there has to be another form of maturity and responsibility. And I have to um, I have to own that. I can't just pick and choose when I can be a coach and when I can be a student with that's friends with an athlete. I have to I can't I can't have one or the other. So that's that's kind of what I would want to do in the next uh, year or so. Well, thank you so much for giving that insight and letting us know more about you, Logan Anderson, because I know if last time so many people reached out to Matthew and I trying to know about who this Logan Anderson guy is. Uh, so, uh, guys, let's give it up for Logan Anderson. Th- Logan, thank you so much for ha- coming on here. It was a pleasure, my guy. Come here. You going, Which way are you going? You going out or are you going this way? <laughs> Bravo. Hey, no problem. No problem. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're on to our last guest for the day, uh, for the night. Uh, he is a... Uh, we're going to flip-flop it here, though, because uh, uh, Matthew hasn't had his chance, but we're going to do a little flip-flop. Uh, Matt, everyone, welcome Matthew oh, Matthew Letters. Ladies and freaking gentlemen, welcome. I've been sitting on the back here, and I was just like, you know what? i got to jump into this. Our last guest, buddy of mine, guy I played with for two seasons, coached him for a season, now coaching with him for a season. We've got Coach Joe Yates coming into the podcast. What's going on, Coach Joe Yates? Oh, baby. I never expected to be a part of the greatness that is the Goof and Goober show. Uh, flattering. I Now, I... I've always told myself, when I have this opportunity, I have one question I have been dying to ask you. Okay. Which one of you is the goof, and which one is the goober? Uh, you know what, Joe? <laughs> I get that question probably about like two, three times a freaking week. Um, and to answer your question, that is up to you guys. That is up to you. Every single one of you has a choice to make on whether I'm the goof, the goober, or the goofy goober. It's up to you guys. Uh, who do you think's the goof, and who's who's the goober in your eyes? I don't know. I I kind of feel like it's it's like Schrodinger's goof and goober, where it could be either one. Like earlier, he was the goof, and while you were cramping on the ground, you were the goober. But now in this situation, <laughs> like who knows? When you observe it, you open the box, like. It could it could flip. See, it's like um, we don't. I mean, we don't really do, agree with it, but it's like being trans for a second. It's like whenever I decide I want to be the goof, I could be the goof, and decide to be the goober, I could be the goofer. Uh, but we're not we're not here to talk about trans, uh, unfortunately. Um, so for those of you who don't know, who haven't been on the podcast previously, we do a couple different things, and you you saw it with Coach Steiner, Coach Colby Steiner, a little bit ago. Um, it's called our ringer dinger, right? Um, but the other thing that we do, it's called our jerk off. Now we're not going to do our jerk off with coach Yates. Um, a for c- certain things. We want to keep reputations clean. We want to keep everything together. So we're just going to go with the ringer dinger. Now the problem with the ringer dinger with coach Yates is that he's our spiritual development coordinator and often preaches for us. So setting him up for, you know, a time to preach, uh, it's not, it's probably not that difficult for him. Um, so what I want to do is, is kind of jump into a different, uh, different idea here. And I just want to go rapid fire on certain questions, just rapid fire. So I'm going to ask the question and he's got to answer the question. Okay. Now, to be honest with you, I don't have very many questions lined up. So it's going to be whatever's coming off my uh, off the dome here. Okay. So we're going to get that going. If we can get the drum roll, please, started, boys. Let's get this freaking thing going. Well, I think of a couple questions here. 
All right, first question here. Joe Yates, where were you born? Albert Lee, Minnesota. How old are you? I'm 27 years old. What's your favorite NFL player? Uh, right now, C.J. Stroud. Overall, overall. Overall, I would have to say uh, Jason Kelsey. Ooh, that's a good choice. Um, favorite college football player currently in the in college? Uh, well, Caleb Williams, really fun to watch. Ooh, ooh, overrated. Um, who is a NFL player that you want in the Hall of Fame right now? That I want. That's currently playing. That is currently playing. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Jordan Love because if he makes it to the Hall of Fame, like that's a that's another good good couple of years. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Is <laughs> I can hope. That's, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> For everybody knows, or for nobody really knows, but Coach Coach is a, a Packer fan. So um, I'm not a Vikings fan, but screw the Packers. Um, the real question: this is a this is a question that I want you to answer. Is Adam Thielen a top tier wide receiver? He's having a good year, but I would not say he's an elite wide receiver. But I think the top tier is an is is a lead. It's kind of it's the same word. So would... it's rapid fire. He said no, loser. <laughs> he said no. If you had to choose between Minnesota high school football and Texas high school football, which one's best? Texas high school football is better than Minnesota high school. Oh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Who is your top crown college football player you ever played with? Top crown college football player that I ever played with would have to be our very own Matthew Webb. Oh, thank you. Wow. Wow, thank you. Uh, number two. Um, the second best? Well, Regan is close. I, I have to go... Uh, yeah, for like a half season, you tore your ACL. Yeah, two weeks, like like Coach Anderson. Uh, yeah, I would have to go with uh, Everett Hawk. Ooh. Hey, rest in peace, Everett, by the way. Um, and the last and final question. <sighs> this is your singles ads, okay? You are single. We all we know it as a coaching staff. He is single. You have to give yourself a single ad. Here's the mic. Go as long as you want. All right. Well, I guess my singles ad is uh, that, yeah, this was very much an on-the-spot thing. And, and I don't always, you know, usually like to, to sell myself, but I'll give my give my chance here. You know, so I am, you know, passionate about a couple of things. Passionate first about Jesus. Passionate about football. I'm passionate about the people around me. So like that that's what I, I chase after. That's what I strive after all of those things. So, you know, like I also have been told I get pretty good hugs. I'm an O lineman. It's just it's just a part. So there we go. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. Just look for my name, Joe Yates. Yeah, on Twitter, it's uh, Coach underscore J Yates. On Instagram, J Yates 923. Perfect. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the ringer dinger with, uh, with Coach Yates. Just a quick rapid fire. I wanted to make it a little bit different. Um, but the... The ultimate reason why I wanted to jump on on this last uh, part here is we share, Coach Yates and I, share something very special that I think has never been really addressed. Um, and uh, I really just want to take some time to talk about it. Um, so a couple years ago, um, Coach, uh, coach Franz was not here. We had another head coach, um, Coach John Auer. Um, love the man to death, um, did so much for our program. Um, and so I just want to talk about that experience. I want to talk about, you know, what he did for you and kind of just, you know, put it, put in a remembrance because like I said earlier is that we played together. Actually, the funny thing is, is you stayed with me on your recruiting visit and then he came to crown and then I left and then I came back and we played together. Then I was his O-line coach for a season and now we're coaching the other. So I think it's a really, really like unique scenario that not a lot of people get. And so I want to talk about crown before the crown that you are at now. Um, 
talk about the past, talk about your experience at Crown. What made you love Crown? What made you love Crown College football, the coaching staff, the players? Um, and yeah, so this is a free reign for you. Ooh, that that is a good one. Um, so I, uh, biggest one of the biggest reasons I went to Crown was actually because I stayed on my recruiting visit with uh, with Matt Leathers. Um, I felt, you know, after coming there, there were a couple of colleges I was looking at, a couple of Christian colleges, <laughs> Crown, and another one that I won't name so that they don't block me on Twitter. Um, and uh, so I was at this other school, and you know when i when i visited like the the attitude was kind of like yeah we're a christian college if you're if you're gonna you want to go to a christian college you just need to come here because we're the best and you know i mentioned something about going to crown um or checking out crown and the the defensive coordinator at the time um was just kind of like oh why, why why would you want to do that I'm like i don't know i just got connected with the guy and wanted to wanted to check it out so i went on my recruiting visit afterwards and i stayed with matt stayed in his room and i just felt heavily that like that was a place you know where the other one was like you need to come here because you need us it was like we we really want you um and that wasn't just the thought from him that was the thought from the entire coaching staff um coach sather came and had lunch or dinner at my house one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had. That man is intense, but great guy, but kind of scary. Um, and coach hour would just, you know, he'd call me at home and we would chat and like, like he's was just a fantastic dude is a fantastic dude. Like still talk. He's not dead. Um, but yeah, so I'd talk with, talk with coach hour quite a bit. And the biggest thing like with crown was, it was about the people. Um, it was, that the people who were there cared about that the staff, the coaching staff cared about the players. They cared about the students. They were focused on building men first. Um, and, and that really, that stuck with me um, because I, you know, I did go to crown to play football. Like that was my, you know, I had, a, I felt a connection there, but that was my number one thing. Football was the thing that was above everything else in my life. And then I got hurt and I didn't have that anymore after, right away in my freshman season. And it gave me, you know, an opportunity to really, um, I had to pause and like, think about my priorities. And I realized that even if I don't have football, I'm in a place where the people cared about me and the people cared about Jesus. And they, I needed to be there because I, you know, that was where I was going to grow as a person. Um, whereas I know there are a lot of schools that if you are there as an athlete and you get hurt, you just water under the bridge. And, and that wasn't, that wasn't the case with crown. And you know, that, that is still like with coach hour, um, coming back and playing for him, you know, cause I, I graduated before Matt, um, somehow um and then then i came back because i was working on my masters and still had eligibility because of that first year i got hurt so and i came back and played for him and realized real quick that it was way too old um i threw my back out on the second day um but yeah so like it was you know a lot of it was just about reconnecting with great people in my life and you know after after coach hour got let go like it hurt um, he is a great man. Um, but you know, I, I think that we've had the opportunity, like I, I will still talk with him and he, he still wants to know about crown and wants to know about people and wants to know how I'm doing. Like he reaches out a lot. Uh, and so, yeah, there, there's still just that connection of all, you know, the care first and foremost, first and foremost, everybody loves Jesus. Like that's, that's the first thing, but you know, they love Jesus and they love the guys. And and that's still definitely there with Crown. That's still here with Coach Franz's staff, Coach Franz himself. Um, and I love that. And I love that that is still the biggest identity of the, the bowler football. Yep. So being so <clears throat> for most of the audience, 
some of them may not know about kind of the transition and how Crown was before to now. Um, I would say, I mean, for the most part, it's some somewhat the same. But what has been kind of like the biggest change that you've had to adjust to or like the biggest change that had made the most impact for you coming back from like literally coming from old crown to new crown in an, like an instant? What, what's kind of been the biggest change? Um, Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is just uh, it's kind of the, the style uh, of the coaching staff. Um, I, now obviously before I wasn't involved with like the stuff happening behind the scenes and all the long hours put into the office, like I am now, um, like Matt obviously knows, but you know, with, with the staff, staff before, um, it was, you know, kind of a, it was, it was a tight knit group that just kind of, you know, did things the way to get it done, which, which you know, great. And that, that's some great stuff. Um, but with the, the staff now, um, it is, I don't know if professional is necessarily the right word, but stylistically, you know, want to carry ourselves like, like the program that we are. Um, we have, we have a lot of coaches on the staff. It's yeah. like 12, um, I guess 13 now that, uh, coach Dvorak is, joined us unofficially officially uh, yeah the, you know it, it's um i think it was something like that because yeah we had coach hour was the o-line coach and head coach the oc who was also quarterbacks wide receivers and then three on defense. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have a lot. Yeah. And now we've got a big staff and, and the focus of the staff is a lot more. Um, Coach France, Coach Womack, they're really focused on building coaches that they can then send out. Um, it's yes. A lot of the guys are, you know, they want to build the program and build what's in the house um, and do that to make the house better. But also they're like, if you want to be, if you want to coach, if you want to, if this is what you want to do, we will find you, help you find the opportunities to move on, to move up, learn the skills you need to learn. Um, and I am super appreciative of that. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I didn't even know quite how it happened. Like I could have guessed and I probably could have made something work, but being with guys who have been in big programs, um, coach Womack was a GA at a division one school. Um, coach France has been at a lot of different programs. Like they, they're big on passing that information on and teaching a lot of the stuff that they picked up from a lot of different places. Perfect. And um, so, so you're the third offensive line coach, um, soon to be fourth ish, depending. We've got a weird situation with the O line, but um, this is kind of going back to the ringer dinger here, but but more of an on spot. If you had the opportunity to coach another position, what would that position be? Um. Well, let's see. In in our offense right now, we do not have a, a tight end group, although that might change in the future. Um, go from more of a, a four wide receiver to a 10 personnel. Um, you know, and if I cannot choose O-line, because what I've been told is if you want to be an OC, stick with the O-line. Yep. Um, O-line or quarterbacks. I don't think that I feel like quarterbacks would take me some time couldn't necessarily uh like couldn't just on the spot i feel like i could coach running backs um we had a camp earlier this summer that uh last minute we found out that coach leathers here could not make it to so coach womack shouts out of his office yates you're coaching running backs today so good luck figure out some drills um and that was a good time i enjoyed it and coaching running backs and the run and shoot that's a good time but yeah so i would say you know tight ends if we get that 
that would be kind of the position because they're just aligned with alignment with hands and and uh, running backs because they've got to work directly with the line. I don't know if I can coach wide receivers. No bone in my body has ever been a wide receiver. Not fast. I have bad hands. Like I could tell them what to do, but I can't show them. No, that's hilarious. No, I that that's actually a really good idea. Um, I, I definitely could see you being a tight ends coach. Um, so, but besides the football aspect, right? Um, in terms of your titles, because I want to go down this route a little bit. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you are a spiritual development coordinator as well. So you got a lot of hands-on experience with, you know, uh, taking our team, helping drive the the faith aspect of our program to the next level. Um, we also have another Crown alumni that is assisting with us, if I'm not mistaken, um, Mac, uh, Pastor Pastor Max uh, Mosier, um, what have you guys done to collaborate, or, or is there anything in the future that you're like really excited about from that aspect that you want to implement into Crown College football moving forward? Um, yeah, so I could actually talk about this for a long time. I know we're kind of kind of wrapping up the time here, but um, the biggest thing that uh, Max and I, Pastor Max and I, have been working on is kind of working with our our life together groups, that's our small groups for the football team, because that is a big part of campus wide, how they're doing spiritual development. They want everybody to be involved in life together groups. It's why they, they cut out when they originally had the plan, they cut out a whole day of chapels because they're like, we want to do, excuse me. We want to do small groups instead. We want to do these life together groups instead. Um, and I have been working with Max on kind of a program that, it trains our guys to our players to be able to lead small groups next year. Um, so instead of it just being something that's got a coach behind it every single year, which is good, uh, we're you know training up some uh, handful of juniors and seniors, juniors specifically, so that their senior year next fall they can just lead the freshman group, and then instead of it being just you know us pouring into them and seeing you know we'll see what happens it's you know the 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 people the disciples are multiplying it's building them as people and you know so instead of because and if that gets going if that kicks off like i can just leave i can step out and it can just keep running on its own so that's the biggest thing that you know max and i've been working on i think if it's a good program that it's something that they could work in campus wide, like that would be kind of a dream. Um, but yeah, that's that's the biggest thing I'm working on right now. Yeah, I love that. I love that because, like, like we said, I mean, it, it, Crown is is, I mean, it's Christ first essentially, right? Like, it's like we say student athlete, but you know, obviously, when we want to bring when we bring in students, we want to bring in students that are on all different spectrums of their walk with Christ, but the goal is to help them grow. Um, and I think that's a great idea. Having the players grow themselves by helping other people grow. Um, so I think that's absolutely a good, I mean, that's a great idea and great plan. Shout out, shout out Max, by the way. Uh, he runs over the, uh, the infinity bros prod, uh, infinity bros podcast, um, as well. So big shout out to them. And he's been on the freaking podcast. Uh, go back to that episode, look through YouTube. Um, Last and final thing I want to talk about moving into the off season. I mean, this is your first year coaching. You never know if like, Hey, if I'm going to come back or not, you know, we're going to have end of year interviews about how the season happened. Uh, like what, what's your thoughts moving forward? Uh, do you, I mean, obviously you, you want to be a part of the program, obviously. Um, what kind of steps do you think you're going to have to take to continue to grow here at crown from a coaching standpoint? Yeah, so um, that is kind of a big thing thinking about right now. Um, but going into next year, the biggest thing I kind of need to figure out is how to make it all work. Um, like right now, I'm a student as well. I'm in my last year, my master's. Um, so I've been able to take some liberties with like, I I can coach and be a student and I work 10 hours a week at a church. Um, so like that, that all those things were fit together. But uh, that's not really financially sustainable. So that's a big thing. 
kind of going forward that I need to figure out. Um, but the other thing is, I you know, from a football standpoint, um, I've noticed this year I more more than anything kind of need to like settle on my terminology because I've heard things said a thousand different ways from a thousand different people, and I'm not saying that I'm dyslexic, but I pull the wrong word out all the time, and so like I know what I'm saying, and guys are just looking at me like what what are you talking about so that's something i want to sit down i want to focus on building you know uh building a terminology whether it's a glossary a playbook something like that where i just kind of know this is the word that i'm going to use every single time do as much research and cut up stuff like that there's i totally agree and i think that when i first got into coaching that that was the same thing as well as like terminology and cohesiveness with communications like a massive thing um because oftentimes you know if you say the wrong thing the the kids sometimes do something completely different that they might have learned in the past or so no i i totally agree um but anyway uh ladies and gentlemen that is going to cut it for um our our interviews today with the crown college football team um Oh, I forgot to ask this question. Let me give you one more question here. Tomorrow, last game. What are we going to have to do from from an O-line perspective in particular to dominate the game move, uh, for tomorrow? Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing uh, that we've got to do is just be able to recognize what they're doing up front. Um, Greenville does some weird stuff. Uh, they got a guy who is playing in the league right now, um, and he's kind of come down and he's been like, hey, here's some fun stuff that we're doing. And you can tell if you're watching it on tape, they do some weird stuff that I've only ever seen on Sundays. Uh, so that's the biggest thing. But I think if we recognize that, if we, you know, do our jobs well, we're going to have a good day tomorrow. Yeah. Who are you besides besides Eli? Because uh, obviously Coach Steiner coaches on the O-line as well and, and pointed him out. Uh, besides Eli, who are you looking forward uh, to having him step up or lead or or make make a big impact for the O-line tomorrow. All right, real quick on this last one, um, just because, you know, I do have to do bed checks here. Um, but uh, I would say that the biggest step up tomorrow would actually be a freshman, uh, Bryce Turnes. This is his first start because of an injury. Uh, he step up during the week, and I think he can do it. But it's big. It's his first college start. Well, I just want to say a big thank you to Coach Coach Joe Yates for coming on the podcast. Um, we're going to just wrap it up really quick here. Um, for those of you who are listening online, we appreciate you guys. Follow us on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Podchaser, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, the whole nine. You can pretty much go to anywhere and type in the Goof and Goober Show. Follow us, but also leave us criticisms in the comments down below. Let us know what we need to get better at, what we need to you know, improve. We take criti criticism very, very well because we coach, and this is what we do all day. So please give us some, give us some criticism. Let us know. But um, we love every one of you guys. We love, obviously, Crown College football team. We appreciate you guys coming out and, and chatting. And then let's go get this dub tomorrow versus Greenville. Get the W. And that's a wrap on another hilarious and unforgettable episode of the Goof and Goober Show. We hope you had as much fun listening as we did recording. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on our future goofiness. Join us next time as we continue to explore the weird and wonderful world of laughter and entertainment. Remember, you can always connect with us on social media and share your favorite moments using hashtag Goof and Goober Show. Until next time, stay goofy, stay goober, and keep spreading smiles wherever you go. Thanks for tuning in to the Goof and Goober Show with Matthew and Regan.